0: Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Retko are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Coast Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Coast Game on Wednesday, Boomer and Carton with uh, Al and Jerry. And uh, certainly an interesting day on the Boomer and Carton Show, and quite frankly, one that I enjoy quite a bit because I know this sounds goofy and all, but sports-based, but not a whole lot of sports when we had uh, former NBA players. And I got to tell you, Al, I enjoyed the hell out of the Carl Malone, Charles Oakley segment. I didn't get enough Oakley that I would have liked, but Carl Malone was tremendous. He was great in the newsroom. He was great when he came out of the CBS Sports Network, and he was even better here with the guys. It was a crazy hour.
1: Yeah, he was here. He was actually booked on the CBS Sports Network down the hall, and uh, we saw him still lingering around. So uh, Normally, I don't like to poach a guest off another show. He had already been on that show, and he seemed to be killing time in our newsroom and then was talking with uh, Charles Oakley when he got here before he was scheduled to come on. So I grabbed him. It kind of felt like one of those Super Bowl shows where we're doing a show with somebody, and somebody just happens to walk by. You know, and then a lot of times um, the the other shows take my guests, so it was nice to finally steal someone
0: else's guest. By the way, you know who you stole the guest from? Uh, who? Evan. Oh, really? But not your fault, and you didn't really steal him because Evan missed the appointment. They had—he was hanging around because he was supposed to tape a segment with Evan for his show, and I think was supposed to be at 8.50 or something. They were supposed to tape it, and then Evan was going to play it back later because he wasn't going to stick around all day, and Evan was in traffic. And the ironic part about Evan is he bikes almost every day, right? So he gets here at the same time. He drove today specifically to do the Carl Malone interview, and he hit massive traffic and wound up missing. It didn't get here until 20 after 9 when he was already in studio. His fault.
1: Also, yeah, uh, Evan's producer, uh, Ernie, had said to me, oh, you should try to grab uh, Carl Malone. He's out there. So I felt like. I and mean, maybe it wasn't Evan's guy.
0: You know what I find interesting, too, about these guys? You tell me what you think. You know, when it happens at the Super Bowl, it makes sense. You're kind of in the player's domain. I mean, guys are walking around. They, that's who they want to see. You know, when Troy Aikman walks around, not that he did this week, but as an example, Troy Aikman's walking around because he wants someone to grab him to go put him on a radio show or maybe he's got the shows lined up. I find it amazing, and we saw it even this morning, and you're in the control room with Eddie, so you probably don't even realize it. They, like, take over the newsroom. Oh, yeah. They walk around like... I'm, and by the way, he was very nice. I don't want this to come out the wrong way. It's funny is what I'm getting at. He walks around like, I'm Carl Malone. What are we doing around here? He comes over and hugs me as I'm writing a script. And he was something like, look, you working hard. How are we doing? He literally is hugging me like Boomerwood. I'm like, I'm I'm fine. How, how are you? Those guys all have a presence. They do. And they have an attitude that I like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And then they had, I think it was Oakley, one of the guys... Maybe maybe it was uh, Rick Fox, was actually in another studio taping a phoner, and one of his handlers, I guess, is you now he's doing an interview on a phone, and Carl Malone goes, I don't care who he's talking to. I'm going to talk to my man Rick Fox. Walks right in, and in the middle of the interview, the guy's like, can you hold on a second? Carl uh, Malone needs me. <laughs> it's
1: like... And if you, uh, a little background information, if you were watching the show on the CBS Sports Network, um, they were, we had to uh, hit the delay, the dump button a number of times because hmm. the the uh, Oakley and, uh, in particular, Carl Malone kept cursing. Uh, and on the radio it's fine because the the word essentially just comes out and and you may notice it you may not notice it on television when we hit the dump button here it triggers a music bed on TV for like
0: 30 seconds for like
1: 30 seconds until the, the sound and the video can sync back up. And a lot of times people are annoyed or they get mad at the CBS sports network for, they think they're just playing music in the middle of these interviews, but that's what happens. Uh, so when these guys curse, just the, the, the delay works different on television. It doesn't really sync up as well. Uh, and it takes a lot longer to get back to normal than it does on the radio. So what that looked and sounded like on television, I do not know.
0: Well, I can tell you because I was watching and listening, and it sounded pretty much like you thought. There were times you're like, what is going on? But – if you kind of were watching and listening, and even Craig would mention, you guys got to stop with the cursing. You could pick it up. Now, the one guy I felt for was Bob Dwyer in the back room. Well, Eddie and I were
1: grabbing uh, the, the way the delay system works here. There's a there's a dump button in uh, where Eddie and I are, where Craig and Boomer sit. Everybody kind of has one, uh, but we only have we only have two hits on the button, so essentially two curse words, really, and then uh, it goes to another room until ours builds back up. Mm. Uh, So we got a lot of them, Eddie and I, because they were hilarious, obvious, just curse words and uh, BS they were saying
0: and all that stuff. What's funny, though, to me is how there's just no awareness in their mind. They're just like watching it and listening to it. They were talking to Boomer and Craig like they were just hanging out, talking sports in a bar. They didn't care that this mic's on, and if they looked, they saw themselves on TV. Didn't matter one bit at all. Right.
1: Well, that was the thing. That's how you know it was a, an actual, real, legit conversation by yes. guys just hanging out.
0: And by the way, and this is not to—I'm sure people will bury me on Twitter for this because, I mean— That they does bury not bury me for happen. everything else. Uh, daily, are you kidding? There is—and I mean this sincerely—there is no one that I enjoy— interviewing celebrities more than Craig. I, I, and Boomer's great the way he lets Craig do it and will interject when, you know, when the time is right. And they, for the two of them are really good together. We know that. But the way Craig just gets stuff out of guys and has this comfortability, I guess, to where they really feel like they're going to give you something... I don't know. It's like must-listen radio to it. it. really is. And I know some people don't like the interviews. I enjoy them. The bigger the star, the better.
1: Well, especially I knew today was going to be different because Craig didn't sleep because he didn't take his restless leg yeah. medicine. So when Craig doesn't sleep, as the show goes along, he gets a little crazier, sleep-deprived. So I, I was looking at the schedule. I was like, hmm, 9 o'clock when Charles Oakley is in here, that's going to be some scene because it's 9 o'clock. He'll be flying. Uh, Craig and I had this discussion, too. He takes some—it's a prescription a medicine for his uh, restless leg, and he 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 never has it around. Like, I have to take Nexium for my uh, acid reflux, or I get terrible stomach pains and yeah, sure. headaches and all that stuff. So I always have it. That's what I'm like. You always need to have that
0: leg medicine on you. I don't know why he wouldn't, especially he's had so many issues with it when yes. he hasn't taken it. I don't understand. And as someone who—listen, I don't have that— but I will tell you this: when I don't sleep for a long period of time, I have an. You can ask my wife; I have an issue with that too. I can't sit still, and All I. Right. That having been said, I couldn't imagine if that's a um, an everyday occurrence not having that in my pocket. Right, need the medicine. You have to have it.
1: Uh, earlier today, we also got to talk to Rick Fox. He came in studio. That was a nice looking guy. Uh, He told a great story about um, uh, seeing Vanessa Williams uh, as a hot chick celebrity and him telling his friends
0: he was going to marry her. Almost unbelievable, seriously. And then he does. And then he did. Well, because he was an NBA player. He was in L.A. He was a star. And, well, I don't think it's even he said he put the overtures out there. All of a sudden, a birthday party for him, and she shows up? Right. Okay. So she knew. Of course she knew. I didn't realize. I actually thought they were still married. No. I didn't know. It's
1: been a long time. You know, he also, I looked yes, at his I Wikipedia. Know I know. That
0: Eliza Dushku. Yes, Who, who I quite find cute. very attractive. So she's single. You should maybe get in contact. Well, maybe she'll come to my my, my next birthday party. Yeah, That'd be exactly. Awesome. <laughs> he was great, though. He was fun out in the newsroom as well. But I enjoyed his singing from the standpoint of, I came away with it. Maybe not that he's the greatest singer, but... I came over. with, the dude should be doing voiceover work. He was very good. Now, we had asked him to
1: sing uh, a song, and he loves Neil Diamond, so he karaoke'd uh, Forever in Blue Jeans. Uh, if you were put on the spot like that, Jerry, to sing a song karaoke style, what would you go with? Would you oh, or boy. artist uh, uh, like he 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 broke Bob it down he, right like that's how you start you go oh, you know I would like to do a Bob Dylan yeah
0: uh, maybe Subterranean Homesick Blues I'm not familiar with that one by Johnny's name. in the basement mixing yeah. up the medicine yes. I'm on the pavement Dylan's you, know, you you love Bob Dylan I do I Bob
1: Dylan's one of those guys that the titles of his songs I don't recognize. Sure. And then when you like, hear them on the radio, go, oh yeah, no, I know this like one. Like
0: Positively 4th Street. Right. Which one is that?
1: Right. But if, as soon as you hear it, you go, I know this song.
0: Absolutely. No, I agree with you. And you know, it's funny because they were mentioning concerts and, um, you know, Billy Joel playing a song no one knew and all that stuff going on. So I would mm-hmm. say this is probably got to be 1994, 95, whatever. I went and saw Bob Dylan at the Garden State Arts Center, which is now the PNC Arts Center in Holmdale, New Jersey. And he had a new album coming out. It was the first time I'd ever seen him live, and I was actually very excited about it. I knew he mumbled through songs at times, but still, you can kind of get the rhythm of the music, and see, even if you can't hear him, so what? You go, And he, I, it's the only concert I've ever left, after seven songs, he did not play one hit. It was all from the new album, A. B, couldn't understand a thing he was saying, you wrap it all up, and it was a mess. And I looked at my wife, and my girlfriend at the time, and I said, let's get out of here. This is terrible. Your girlfriend was your future wife? Correct. You really only
1: dated your wife, right? Or was there one other girl?
0: Let's just move on, Al. <laughs> but you dated you, you. met your wife when you were in high school. Senior in high school, yes. We've been together since uh, 91. A long time. It's a very long time, as a matter of fact. The opposite of my life. <laughs> right. You're kind of like a hump-em-and-go. <laughs> I'm not a hump-em-and-go. I'm sorry, hump-em-and-get-out. Hump-em-and-get-out. No, out. I'm, I don't mean it that way, yes. but you're more of a like a hit-and-move, you know, Quick relationship, not on purpose. That's just no. the way it works it's out. Just I'm the way it works out because you are the way you are, and that's fine. Right. You know, that's why we love you. I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: Uh, this Rick Fox, only because when I Wikipedia him to yeah. find out this other information, there was a he's got really like nice uh, guy, like sexy guy hair, but he was also went for a while where he had the bald look. I don't remember that. Yeah, that well, was on was the, the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. He had the ball. Look on the Lakers. All
0: I remember about him, I know he he was a he was a good player. He wasn't like a superstar player. He was a good player though. And I just remember everybody saying he was like the hottest guy in the NBA. Like that was the look. He was the best looking guy in the NBA. And I remember Vanessa Williams being at many games, and they would always show her and Oh, the best looking couple, and they got the money and the looks, and they just didn't have the staying power. Apparently,
1: I remember the Vanessa Williams uh, controversy when she was Miss America? Then they found the. Uh...
0: Penthouse Magazine had published. I do these, remember that. Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. It's kind of like Twitter now. Explicit photos. You can't say or write or do anything. Yeah. Online and expect it not to kind of come back and grab you in the ass later. Although in this day
1: and age, Rick Fox could have just um, direct uh, tweeted to Vanessa Williams and got
0: her. Have to you go ever out done that? that? Like, way. have you ever actually seen? And if I'm, you don't don't answer if I'm putting it on the spot. Like, I always wonder. If I was still single, yes. if I would direct message, like, follow someone that looked attractive, uh, preferably a woman, uh, <laughs> that looked attractive on Twitter, if I would actually do that. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I might. The answer is yes, you would do that. You would do that. Because why not? And it, explain to me this. I, I'm really going to sound old now because I don't get this. What's this other, the? what's the other, this Tinder thing? Craig I don't or, do Tinder. What is that? Tinder I don't do because that seems like a young
1: person's game. Tinder is uh, Tinder link- links up with your Facebook, I believe. Okay. So whatever photos you have on Facebook would be on Tinder. And then you look at Tinder and you know how back in the day when you used to look at baseball cards, you'd go uh got him, got him, need him, got him. Yeah. It's similar where you're swiping that way and if you find the person attractive, you hit a like a checkmark attractive. Okay. And then that person gets note that you checkmarked them attractive. If they find you attractive, they check Mark you,
0: and then maybe you get together. Uh, and then you then you then you schedule a meetup. All right, here's what here's what scares me about this whole thing. I got young boys, I don't have girls thankfully. As we go forward, how do you know that these people aren't lunatics? You don't. Well, you're supposed to meet them
1: you meet out at a uh, you know, like at a bar You're or supposed something. to do a lot of things. Doesn't right.
0: mean
1: Yeah, I don't think Tinder people are meeting up at their own homes. I, would I don't hope think. Not.
0: But again, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is so weird. To me, I I don't like the direction we're going. I really like if I always say this. I have a partner of mine uh, with Columbia basketball. His name's Dallin Cuff, good dude. I've known him for 10 years doing games. And I always told him if I was single now, I don't know that I would honestly be interested in going and looking for another wife. Interested in other things for sure, but I I don't know. It's kind of dicey. Right. All right, lastly, Al, uh, we talked about Alex Rodriguez this morning and this dopey home run chase, and I say dopey because it's not going to happen. Uh, He will get $6 million for, like, every milestone home run he hits. The Willie Mays one is 660. A-Rod's at 654. All right, that'll happen. I'm not even sure he gets to Babe Ruth 714, by the way. You're talking another 50 or 60 for a guy who's 40 years old, 39, going on 40, and hasn't hit 30 home runs in four years.
1: Yeah, it would be awesome though. Like, I'm hoping at least in the first game of spring training, the
0: first game, home game at
1: Yankee Stadium. I hope he's hitting. I hope he hits a home run.
0: Do you think it's possible that he could have one of these Aprils where he hits ten home runs in thirty? Yes, days? you really do. I do, and you think he's a draw still? Yes, really. Even if people,
1: uh, you know, the same people that tweet me how much they don't like Craig, but listen and and right. uh, know everything that he says. Uh, and the same that people do that to Mike in the afternoon, sure. they'll do that to A-Rod. They'll be like, not liking A-Rod, but will watch every one of his at-bats. Even if they say, well, I'm rooting against A-Rod. So they'll be locked still in. still watching. What yeah. else are you going to be locked in about with the Yankees? Uh, honestly, I don't know. There's nothing interesting. At least like with the Mets, you go, okay, I'll be locked in when uh, Harvey pitches or DeGrom pitches. Or or Wheeler, or I get it.
0: Yeah, they've got something. The Yankees have don't have any spectacle other than A-Rod. It is weird. Can you remember the last time the Yankees didn't have that star power? I know A-Rod is a star, and Teixeira is, but it's not to that level for some reason. is not anymore. It's like they've got really good players. They don't have that great, great player anymore.
1: Yeah, and Teixeira, the reason why is not, he's a normal good guy. You well, never get news he's about too him, hurt too. and he's hurt a lot. But A Rod is seen as the villain, but it's weird. All of the the younger players, when they when they're asked about A Rod, he goes out of his way to to be nice to us, helps us out. Like I, you don't really hear people saying bad things about A Rod.
0: Well, I was going to say, what is the worst thing he's done? I don't Aside know. Aside to himself, right? Nothing. Nothing. But he's a goofball. We made the baseball with the phone yes. number during the playoffs. Oh, right, that's a problem. The strip clubs in Toronto, while his wife's home with the kids. Kind of an issue. You might not want to get videotaped or photographed that way. But all all these things he's done are to
1: himself. The other thing I always love and and the news articles, especially online, the online news articles always use it. ESPN for some reason always use it when they're doing a Rod article. There's a there's a picture that they use of a Rod at bat, and in the background, all the fans in the stands are wearing a a, a blonde woman mask. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I think that was up in Boston. Oh, they were man. all wearing like a blonde woman mask. Sounds probably It was right. awesome. That is funny.
0: And, Jerry, we're out of time. Oh, come on. Already? Already. I think we need a show. Well, the, uh, no, 15 minutes is perfect.
1: Okay, see you.
0: It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan and Jerry.